Welcome to the Thinking Like a Boss podcast. I'm your host, Kate Krocko, author, therapist, and business mindset coach. In just 20 minutes a week, I'm going to coach you to your breakthrough, whether you're folding laundry, walking the dog, or in the school pickup line. It's hard to chase your dreams, chase clients, and chase littles at the same time. Your inner critic doesn't have to hold you back anymore. Together, we'll make you the boss of your brain so you can become the confident boss of your business and your life. Ready for your weekly mindset makeover? Let's turn your limiting beliefs into limitless opportunity starting now. Welcome to episode 176 of the Thinking Like a Boss podcast. This week, we are back for a brand new series where I'm going to be sharing with you all about our health journey of trying to heal our little one from her eczema. And this is going to be a very different series. You know, this is has always been a business, mindset, faith, sort of mamahood-centered podcast. Um, but what I'll say is this has affected all of the above. Um, her eczema has been debilitating and um, it, yeah, has really affected our lives in every aspect, my business, everything. Um, because of how debilitating it's been. So I have done so much research and have seen so many doctors and specialists. Um, I know that there are many parents out there who don't have the time or maybe the funds because a lot of this does cost a lot of money too. Um, So I really just want to be an open resource um, to be able to share our journey and hoping that it will help some others. So without further ado, let's dive in. So this week, I'm just going to share a little bit about um, the backstory, a little bit about um, just sort of why I want to talk about this, why it's just sort of a passion of mine to help other people. Um, I think that so many people are left in the dark with eczema. Um, I think that we just think that kids just naturally develop it, but that's not really the case. Um there are many reasons why. And um, what I do want to say, and when we started this journey, I had no idea. I just thought, you know, it's hereditary or whatever. Like, you know, my husband, I remember saying as a kid had eczema. So um, maybe that's why she has it. Um, however, what I have learned now I is that um, eczema is something that the body and it's when you really think about it, you start to say, wow, okay. It's something that is going on in the body, right? And the body needs to release toxins and, um, it's way of getting rid of those is going through the skin, right? So it's trying to get rid of something. Um, but it's something that's stubborn. So anyways, I didn't realize at first, like I thought it was just a skin condition, right? It was itchy skin. But what I didn't realize is that it's something that's happening internally in her body that is causing this. Um, And through reading, you know, books and listening to podcasts and talking with doctors and specialists, and really I've learned the most from other mamas, um, this is something that typically starts in the gut. And yeah, like for a lot of people, they're like the gut, like how does the stomach have anything to do with the skin? And I'm not going to get all scientific on you, but um, most people who have eczema have something called leaky gut syndrome. And 
your body's um, ability to digest foods is a lot different than other people's. It is damaged. And typically that is damaged. um, It can be damaged from um, swollen lymph nodes in the gut. And um, there are many reasons why you may have swollen lymph nodes in the gut. um, But swollen lymph nodes in the gut also um, are something that are found in people with autism, in people with schizophrenia, people with um, other mental health conditions, Um, ADHD, um, any spectrum disorder. So again, I know that some of this stuff may seem a little out there or um, just not what you were expecting in terms of eczema, but the way to naturally heal eczema is going to be to heal the gut. And the way to naturally heal many disorders that are out there is to heal the gut. And we are not told this, um, you know, our society, the society that we live in, it's really like, let's just take a band-aid approach. And I understand because healing the gut is a lot of work. It can cost money um, because you're going to be completely changing your diet. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of energy. It's very frustrating because the places that you are used to going to eat may not have foods you can have. You have to read every single ingredient. You have to know what all these ingredients mean. Um, So quite honestly, it's easier for a doctor to just say, let me give you a steroid cream or let me give you a medication if you're dealing with ADHD or if you're dealing with depression, let me give you a medication. And I mean, this is, it's so fascinating for me because what I've learned from trying to help Charlie heal her gut to um, heal her skin, I've learned things that I I'm like blown away. Wow. Why did I not learn this in social work school? Right. I worked for years with individuals with severe psychotic, um, episodes with schizophrenia, um, people who were highly suicidal. Um, I worked with people with drug and alcohol addictions and, um, they never once mentioned that 90% of the serotonin that you hold is held in your gut, right? All we were taught about was brain altering drugs, mood altering drugs, right? To try to help people feel better. And we were not taught um, about the importance of your gut. If 90% of your serotonin is in your gut and your gut is all messed up, wouldn't you think that healing your gut may actually be better for you or maybe be more effective um, than even taking a medication, right? Um, so in my journey of healing Charlie, I've also really been able to heal myself. I was on antidepressants for, I think it was 13 or 14 years. Um, and six months, I think it was six, about six months ago, maybe a little bit longer. Um, I decided, you know what, I've been working on healing my gut because of my eating disorder and everything. I've been working on this for a while. I've been working on my health for a little while, um, So maybe I can start to take some supplements and other supplements and um, let's just see how I do without medication and went off medication and I felt very foggy for about a month. Um, But after that, once the meds were detoxed from my body, I've never felt better. I've never felt clearer. Um, 
my words are all back. I felt like I was slowly losing my memory actually. And that is a side effect of um, the medication that I was on um, is memory loss. And I am too young at 36 years old to have memory loss. Um, And it's the sad thing is no doctor has ever said to me, like, do you want to consider going off of your medication? You've been on this for so long now. Like you've recovered from your eating disorder. No, no doctor has ever recommended that. Um, I've just literally been getting a refill, getting a refill, getting a refill. And quite frankly, the doctor who has refilled it for me for years, it's been super convenient because I've never had to go see her, but she's just a medical doctor, um, not even a psychiatrist who has refilled it for me. Um, and then over the last, I think it's the last like 10 years, I've seen her, I think three times in total. Um, that's a little bit scary to start thinking about all of the people that are on these heavy medications that are not actually seeing doctors and not actually being monitored. Um, you know, every time I'd see her, I'm like, I'm fine. I'm good. Everything's good. Can you just like refill my script? And that's it. And then wouldn't see her for a bunch of years. Um, so I know that I'm going a little bit off topic, but just trust me in this, that everything is connected. Um, once you start healing your gut, you'll start to see that you just feel better as a whole. And I think that that's the reason why there's so much depression. There is so much anxiety. There's so many issues in our world, in our country, because, um, we are eating these foods, um, and taking these things that are just not good for our bodies. Um, and our bodies are magical. God made us perfect, right? He made our bodies perfect to perfectly heal themselves. Um, to know what to do. Like, you know, if any of you are mothers and have ever, um, had a baby, grown a baby in you, you'll like, it's, it's like, a, it's just, it's, it's mind blowing, right? Seeing a baby grow inside you, birthing a baby, the whole process, seeing your body heal and come back together afterwards, everything shrinking back your uterus, all of it. Um, it's just fascinating. Our bodies heal. If you also have children, um, you see, you see how quickly they heal. Annabelle sliced her toe open over the holidays. Um, when we were getting pictures taken, actually, she stepped on an ornament and literally like a huge gash, like she definitely needed stitches, but we put a piece of tape over it. We didn't want to go to the hospital at that time because, um, of all the stuff that was happening. Um, and her, it literally was closed up by the end of the day. Like insane, right? Kids' bodies like just grow. <laughs> I'm not saying, no. Yes, they grow, but their bodies just heal so quickly. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, so yeah, so this has been a, such an eye-opening experience for all of us um, to naturally to learn. Like we naturally can heal ourselves. Um, our bodies are really are perfect, um, the way that God has formed us and created us. Um, and we putting a bandaid on something, yes, we'll make it better for a little bit, but it can lead to a lot of long-term side effects. Hey friend, I've learned that you don't have to pick one or the other, being a good mom or being a good business owner. As you can hear in the background, I got the baby playing right now. You actually can be great at both. It's all how you look at it and you can do both. This goes for anything in life, being a good friend and business owner, being a good sister and business owner, being a good wife and business owner, the list goes on. 
So what are you telling yourself today that you can't be because of your business? I actually believe I'm a better mom and wife and friend because I have something else that I'm passionate about. And right now, that's my podcast. Flip your thinking and begin telling yourself the truth of and rather than the lie of or. In the Accelerator, I'm going to give you a collection of tools and resources to support you in the areas that will help you most in your business so you can focus more on being a mama. For a limited time, you can get lifetime access to my entire library of workbooks, guest experts, masterclasses, courses, literally all of the courses I've ever launched and more for just $99. That is a savings of $350. Use the code SPRING22. It's in all caps. It's case sensitive. Just head on over to katecrocko.com forward slash accelerator. A-C-C-E-L-E-R-A-T-O-R. Again, katecrocko.com forward slash accelerator. Can't wait to see you there. I will say this without a shadow of a doubt. I know that Charlie had mild eggs, mild to moderate eczema before all of this started. Um, your typical kid eczema, right? Nothing like crazy out of this world. Um, and we kept being advised by our doctors um, to put topical steroids on her. Um, we also tried some other creams that were not steroid, not did not have steroids in them, and they didn't work as well. So we just kept putting topical steroids. Um, nobody told us the dangers of what topical steroids can do. And now I will share this with you. This is what has definitely spiraled everything out of control. This is what literally has ruined our lives is topical steroids. And I don't mean to say that like our lives are ruined, but um, because you know me, I find joy in, in the everyday of life. I find meaning in everything. And um, I know that there is meaning in all of this, but um, the places that this has brought us to mentally has been very dark at times. Um, like living off of zero sleep. And, um, and when I say like, it's, it's different than like, you know, parents are like, Oh, I have a newborn. The baby's not sleeping. Okay. The baby cries. Yes. It's very stressful. I have been there. We had Annabelle had colic and never slept. Um, but this, is a different place when your toddler or child who can kick, punch, bite, scream, run, um, and dig at their skin till it bleeds is fighting you in the middle of the night because they are so exhausted. They are, they have not slept literally in months. Um, they are delirious it is a different place. It is, it is a dark place. And I do not wish this on anyone. And this is why I am so against topical steroids and probably steroids in general. Do not ever put a steroid on a child. That is all I'm going to say. Do not ever do it. Um, because you can have an adverse reaction like we did. Um, so the, the steroids were like, everyone will say, oh, they're miracles. Oh my gosh, my kid is all better now. This is amazing. But what people don't know is, um, for some kids, yes, they will then grow out of it. However, for other kids, um, they will need more in order for it to have the same effect. And then you put more on and then 
it starts to flare up again and then you put more on. And then what happens is your body becomes so dependent and um, there's something called topical steroid withdrawal syndrome. And you know what? I will link a video so you guys can see the overview um, of it's a really, really great video um, in depth to show you um, what steroids can do to the body. Um, because this is exactly, we were diagnosed by a funk, we saw a functional doctor and she was like, your daughter has topical steroid withdrawal. Um, you need to get off of these immediately because the longer you let this go, that you keep her on this, like this also can do damage on her organs inside, um, and make her immunocompromised. So we have now been detoxing Charlie off of topical steroids since October. Okay. I am recording this on May 4th, um, October, November, December, January, February, March, April. So seven, over seven months. It's been over seven months, um, almost eight months. And it feels like the end is not in sight. However, I know that we are, we are getting there because it is so much better than what it was last night. For the first time in a long, long, long time, she only woke up once. Um, so I'm not going to make this all about what we've gone through because I, I really just want to be able to offer you all some resources um, and help. And um, what I want to say is from my research and from what I've learned, um, you know, people ask, what do you think caused it? Like, what do you think it was? And here's where I want to start. Okay. Actually two things I want to share with you. Number one, um, I joined, somebody suggested I join this, um, Facebook group for parents of, it's a support group for parents of kids with eczema. There are 43,000 parents in there, um, or families, I should say. And the pictures they post are horrific. Um, it's like breastfed babies who are literally covered in eczema, okay? Um, ch small children who are covered in eczema. Most of the pictures I've seen, though, have been of babies. And people are like, we don't understand it. Our baby, because you would think eczema, okay, um, maybe it's a food that they're eating, right? Maybe it's something new that you're giving them to drink. Maybe it's um, milk that they're having. But some of these babies are breastfed babies. Um, so there is nothing going in their body other than milk. Okay. So we're going to say that, um, for most, the eczema starts around, um, what are, we just found another doctor who is so wonderful. He actually was my childhood pediatrician. And he said to me, I could, I never really understood it. Um, why all these parents were coming to me around four months. So when their child was around four months, that eczema is starting. I'm not really, I didn't really understand it for years. Why is eczema starting around four months of age? Okay. Hmm. Right. Cause you would think again, if maybe they would be born with eczema, but no, what's happening around four months of age. Um, so that's another little clue there. So this group that I joined on Facebook, the rules of the group was, I was reading through them. In order to join, you have to say you agree. You are not allowed to say that your child was harmed by steroids. Um, and I think I mentioned this in like one of my other episodes. You're not allowed to say your child was harmed from steroids. 
you can only say that they've had a good experience from steroids. So there's all these parents in here like, this steroid's a miracle. This steroid's a miracle. Look at my child. Look at their before and after. They're healed. We know that that's not true. Um, it is only treating the surface and is doing long-term damage on their bodies, um, possibly turning into something like what happened to Charlie. Um, and they just have not gotten there yet. Um, so you're not allowed to talk poorly about any steroid. You're also not allowed to talk poorly about any vaccines. You're not allowed to say that you're, you think your child, um, because they're only fed maybe breast milk, and there's no other, nothing else in their life that has changed, you're not allowed to say that, oh, wow, they just had their four-month shots. Now they develop eczema. You're not allowed to say that. And if any of that comes up, you will be removed from the group. Long story short, short I did not say anything like that, um, but I posted something and some people started to comment and say that their, their children started getting it after their vaccines. Those comments were immediately deleted then my post was removed from the group and then I was um, permanently blocked. So I can't even search it on my own Facebook. So I'm permanently blocked from that group now. So that's what got me to also start thinking. And um, a very wonderful client of mine was like, I wonder if that Facebook group is actually owned by a steroid company, a pharmaceutical company um, or a vaccine company. Um, and they're trying to... Um, not deter parents from getting these, um, medicines. So, um, you know, I have in this research, I have talked to many parents, um, who have told me blatantly that their child's eczema began after getting a shot. Um, and, you know, in a lot of these shots, and this is all stuff that our doctors never told us, um, we never did research, you know, we gave them to our kids, we never thought anything of it. Um, in many of them, there is aluminum. There are all of these other added um, ingredients in there that are harmful, formaldehyde. Um, and it would not surprise me if it could cause a reaction in some people, right? Some people are extra sensitive. And what we've learned along the way is that, Everyone is born with um, some type of toxic load, right? Depending on, and this has been really hard for me because I will say during all of my pregnancies, I was on antidepressants. Um, I did take um, Prevacid because I had hor a horrible, horrible mo uh, morning sickness and um, what's it called? Um like acid, acid reflux. So I took medications while pregnant. And yes, that could have affected our children. Um, and, you know, it's like they came out perfectly healthy and we're like, oh yeah, our kids are fine. Like nothing happened. Look, they're great. We're safe, right? Because they don't have um, developmental delays or something. However, that's not true. Um, and I don't say this to like scare anyone who is pregnant and taking a medication because many kids are fine. However, what that does is that does add from what I've been reading and learning is that does add to their toxic, the toxic burden that they have on their bodies. Um, it does affect their gut while they're in utero. Um, so then the babies come out and like Charlie, she had really, um, she had a lip and tongue tie and she was, she stopped gaining weight for the longest time. And the doctors were like, just give her rice cereal. Um, so we started loading her up with rice cereal, right? Rice cereals in a baby that 
whose digestive system is not developed yet, another, it's like another um, point onto their toxic load, right? Um, we did the same thing with Annabelle, but Annabelle's fine, right? She doesn't have eczema because um, she had really bad colic and she had some feeding issues too. So the rice cereal started at three months. Um, you know, other things along the way. So for Charlie, unfortunately, her toxic load was higher um, or her the burden was higher and maybe her, she just could not tolerate as much as other kids can. Um, and that is what led to this. And I cannot say, um, you know, we've gone through, we've done timelines of like when she got her shots and everything. And like, I don't, as of right now, I've not been able to like put all the pieces together yet to be able to say, cause I don't remember. I was just never aware. I never thought like maybe it could have an effect on her. Like, you know, it's, you think about it, you know, our, the, the doctor's offices that we were going to when they were first babies, they got all of them at once. So they got, it was either six or seven, I think it was seven at once. Um, those two different times at six weeks. And then I think it was again at four months, seven all at once. Um, when you just think logically, like common sense, that's a lot of different, um, things to put into a baby's body at once, right? And all of these different vaccines are also are from like different pharmaceutical companies. Like have they ever done studies to see are there adverse reactions with putting all of these together? I don't think there's any studies that show that, right? Um, like Pfizer and Johnson and Johnson, like just putting them together like that. Like, are there any adverse effects? Um, so there were a lot of signs along the way after them getting their shots. Um, because again, we put these timelines together and it was like um, them getting their shots and then in the ER because um, so Annabelle always had these breathing issues and we never put two and two together. So getting her shots and then the next day in the emergency room because she can't breathe. Um and putting her on one of those little breathing dragons, the nebulizers, neb all these nebulizer treatments. So looking back, and I'm not saying that these are bad. I'm not shaming anyone. Again, here's what I've learned from a really great friend. She says, um, nobody is, 90% of people are not just born anti-vaxxers, right? Um, they have had an experience that has shaken their life. It has uprooted their life, um, been a catastrophe on their life. And that's why they no longer believe in them. Um, so that is where people come from, all right? And I think it's easy for us to point fingers. Like before any of this stuff happened and I started doing my research, I never understood and I never asked. I was like, I oh yeah, okay. I don't understand why they don't vaccinate their kids. I'm not really... I'm not really sure why, but okay, that's cool. If they don't want to, I understand that's their choice. Um, but it usually was not that they just decided off the bat not to. Um, it was a family member who had a really bad reaction. It was their first child who was the guinea pig who had a bad reaction. And um, yeah, I'm going to sort of stop there. But what I will say is that... Um, 
I had this gut feeling that something was just not right. And I was terrified to, because I have read now, here's what research says. Um, and doctors from back in the 1980s, there's just a couple of these books that I read somebody gave me. And it was like in the 1980s, they would always say, and like back in the fifties, like before recently, they would say before things were censored, if anyone in the family has eczema, do not vaccinate your child. If anyone has asthma, do not vaccinate any immunocompromised um, type of issues. Do not vaccinate your child or at least wait until they are. I think it's two or three years old. Um, So I was very hesitant with him and I decided to delay and delay and space them out. And around four months, he had two and after I noticed his eczema started to develop. Um, and again, at that point, all he had was breast milk. Um, nothing else changed in our home. He wasn't eating any foods. By then we had realized, don't give your baby rice cereal. Um, there's a lot of arsenic in it and it's just really bad for their stomach that's developing. Um, so again, I it's just very odd that that is when his eczema began. Um, and I'm not going to get into the rest of that because I just, maybe someday I'll share more, but for now, that's all I'm going to say there. Um, and I want to keep this short. Okay. I don't want to like, <laughs> I don't want to make these too long for you guys, but anyways, what I'm going to say as we start this, and I just wrote this down so I wouldn't forget is what I'm going to share in this series is what I've learned is best for us. Okay. We try our best to implement all of these things I'm going to share, but there are factors such as cost of supplements, cost of organic foods or specific healthy foods. Um, the cost of our time, kids picky palates, right? We can buy them all of the best foods possible, but if they are going to spit them out and not eat them, that can't really help them. The mental capacity that we have, um, and so on will make it can make it very difficult to do this journey perfectly, okay? There are some days where we cannot get Charlie to take any supplements and I am like at my wit's end and I have to just release it um, and surrender and just say tomorrow's a new day, tomorrow's a new day or next meal is a new meal um, because we can't, there's no way to force, right? We've tried like putting her on timeout and um, taking a toy, like, you know, and that sounds like terrible, but like when you are desperate to get your child well, like to try to bribe them with anything you can, buying them new toys or giving them, I'll give you a gummy bear if you take your vitamin. Like you will do whatever you can to try to get your kid well, okay? Um, and what I want to say with all of this is that like there is no judgment, okay? We are all doing the best that we can with the information that we have. And I had none of this information to start with. And it has taken us this tragedy in order to find this information. And I just hope that, um, you know, there are courses out there on this information that are thousands of dollars, like literally. And um, people have said like, oh, go buy this course. And I'm like, you know what? No, because it's probably already like, information that is out there. And how do I know that that's going to exactly work for my child, right? All children are different. All bodies are different. So what I'm saying is working for Charlie may not work for you and may actually do the opposite. So 
I think what's helpful is what I'm going to share is the things that have worked and also the things that haven't worked, um, because those things that haven't worked maybe will work for you. Um, it's not one size fits all. And day by day, you'll see things are going to change. Um, I think the other thing we have to keep in mind is like, there are just going to be days that are, you know, they're going to be picky eaters, but there's also days when like you're on a family vacation and like, you're just not prepared because there's, you can't find a store nearby that has these items that you need that you're used to giving her. Um, or maybe there's a day where you can't get your child to take a bath. And there were actually several months that went by that we couldn't get her to take a bath. Um, I had to wipe her down with a washcloth. Um, if water would touch her skin, she would scream bloody murder and it would turn her whole body would turn bright red. And, um, it was horrifying to see because it wasn't just like, I'm throwing a temper tantrum because I don't want this. It's like, mom, you are actually burning me. Like this is, it feels like somebody's pouring acid. That's the type of reaction that she would have. Um, Also, the other thing is I'm going to share with you like all of the best things. What I know is, what I know would be best and ideal for her. However, life, we are imperfect. Like for life is imperfect. Days are imperfect. We cannot follow this to a T. We do our best to, um, but there's no way to do it absolutely perfect, right? There are days where, all right, you know what? We're just going to have to do this because this is the only option we have. Or I guess, you know what? We skipped a nap or we skipped the lotion in the midday. Um, we have to do the best with, with what we have. And again, um, if this is your child and you're going through this, you're most likely a working parent and you're overwhelmed with the stressors already. Um, so just remember, like it feels so overwhelming at first, but this was all, we've been on this journey for a long time, like a long time. And it's all taken trial and error and just, you have to give it time. Okay. You just have to give it time. Um, so yeah, that's what that's where I'm going to start today, okay? I hope you find this helpful. Please share this. I know that there's other people that um, are going to need to listen to this that are going to be able to get something from this. Um, and I'll be back next week to start sharing a little bit more about the supplements that we've tried um, because I think this is going to be really helpful. Hey friends, make sure you subscribe so you can receive the latest episode automatically downloaded wherever you are listening to this show. We also read every single review. So make sure you let us know what you thought about today's episode by leaving a review. Love ya.